Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside and today I'm talking with Melody Rachel who has a show in the 2021 Auckland Pride Festival called I Want to Be Mark Warburg. It's an exploration of masculinity and femininity and how a modern day woman can come to terms with both of those in this interview. We talk about those concepts uh, and why they cause so much stress in our lives. It's uh, quite an interesting interview and I hope you'll enjoy it. Melody, really great to meet you. Welcome. Hey, good to be here. Now, I was looking at uh, the press release for your show, and I just wanted to read something out. It's one woman's misguided, with a question mark, relationship with masculinity. So what's going on with that? What's what's that all about? It's a bit of a journey, hey? Um, I guess I say misguided because it's. I don't think I was guided in the right direction in terms of like my perception of masculinity. Like, what, it, what is masculinity? Is it this sort of cultural, macho ugh, sort of masculinity? Or is it, do you have to be a man to be masculine? Can you be a woman and be masculine? Just all those sort of questions I felt like in the past couple of years have sort of, yeah, I think misguided is the right word. I mean, it's it was quirky for a press release at least. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it caught my attention. Yeah, I was going, that's, that's what it's there for then. <laughs> yeah. It's about language, isn't it? And whether language changes over time, which of course it does, and when it's appropriate. Because when I think of what you've just described there, I think, well, a woman can be assertive, a man can be uh, emotional. Yeah. It doesn't mean that a man necessarily needs to label himself as feminine or a woman masculine because they have a range of emotions which are entirely appropriate because they're a human being. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, it's mind-blowing when you sort of, when you talk about it like that and, and really deconstruct it. Um, so, so what do you think now, um, uh, what those words masculine and feminine mean? What do they mean to you? See, I used to associate masculine with man mm-hmm. and I used to associate feminine with really flamboyant sort of I suppose now I think of gay men they've sort of taken it over and I think I'm like man I'm not that feminine but then I'm a woman so it's like it's a fascinating way to look at um look at look at the language we use I think I think in terms of now huh I think masculinity like you said does mean these qualities it's it's assertive it's it's strong, it's bold, it's like a lion, like adventure, it's all those things. And now I'm like, well, I'm a woman, but I do all those things. So I'm sort of not really associating masculinity with man anymore. I'm sort of looking at myself like I can have bits of both. You know what I do? I come back to my cat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she had kittens. And... They were being attacked by a tomcat because she'd gone back in heat. And her fighting the tomcat was not a masculine thing. (laughs) It was a female cat protecting her babies. Right, yeah. Which is an entirely appropriate species thing survival mechanism yeah you couldn't say oh she's 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 showing she's, masculinity she's showing masculinity oh my god she must be what the hell what she was doing <laughs> was tapping into something that's a survival mechanism right part of her makeup so we get we get so trapped with this stuff don't we, we? do we do well well that there again what you say about aggression it's a, it's a complete misconception to say that men are more aggressive than women i think it, i would think it would be right to say men are more violent on average um than women but aggression it's it's a testosterone. Yeah. You know? oh, well, I think. 
But you see, but it's interesting when we apply it to ourselves, right? Yeah. So, so if I may be so bold, I'm yeah. assuming today that you're not wearing makeup. I'm not wearing makeup. I don't think I have for a year at least. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. So that is traditionally, well, in the 20th century, that was seen as a, a female, feminine thing yeah. to do to wear makeup. Of course, back in the 1700s, men were wearing makeup and it yeah. was just perfectly normal. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. So it goes through fashions, right? But you not wearing makeup doesn't make you any less feminine, does it? Or any less of a woman. Any less of a woman. That, that's that's what I'm trying to explore on the show. It's like me not wearing a dress or makeup or being delicate like a flower. It, I don't think that makes me any less of a woman. Of course not. But it's something I felt when I was younger. You were saying you were from a conservative yeah. background. Was it a religious background as well? Yeah, yeah. And so what, what were you brought up to believe was your role or the way of looking at the world? Well, I had three older brothers. Um, and I had a little sister, and it's strange as well because I sort of, I, I was reading this book the other day, and they sort of said um, women can be more male typ- typical because of prenatal testosterone exposure in the womb, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can apply that to me, maybe. But then I look at the way I was raised, like it's that whole nature nurture thing, isn't it? Like three older brothers, they're rough and tumble, and I just used to join in with them. Um, but obviously looking at looking at society, I thought I was supposed to be more like my sister. Like my mum would take us both shopping, pumpkin patch, you know, get the dresses and the pretty little do our hair and curls. And I just hated it. But my sister embraced it. And I'm like, what is with that? And obviously as a, as a young child, you, the woman I was surrounded by were, you know, did like dresses or their hair and curls or they wanted male attention. And it was just something I just wasn't interested in. So I sort of disassociated or disconnected myself from womanhood because I had this sort of, I I would say it was a false perception of what a woman is supposed to be like. Now, as I'm older and, you know, exploring different ways of being, I'm I'm realizing that we're just multifaceted, multidimensional beings. And yeah, there's so much variation within our group. Like we're not all, I sort of, I love bell curves. Like I look at like the most I don't know, manly, manly, masculine, strong, whatever, man at one end and the most womanly, womanly, feminine person at the other end. And then most of us are just in between. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's quite empowering to look at it like that. And it's, it's really helped me um, accept myself and my identity. And, and, and understanding that it flows. Um, you know, some days I do want to put on a dress or I do feel really... I'm talking like gender stereotypes, but if I look internally, I think um, maybe like emotional or, uh, I don't know, I was wanting attention of feminine quality, I don't know, but but sometimes it's the other way, it's that like being bold, I want to be rough, I want to be, you know, I want to one-up the boys in the touch team, I want to uh, be aggressive, like it just, it does change on a daily basis. So what I hear you saying is essentially you want to experience the full range of what it is to be a human being. Yes! Exactly. <laughs> because societies do get really wrapped up in this. And I kind of think to myself, well, I, I asked you before we started this, just to check your audio levels, <laughs> what you'd had for breakfast. And you right. mentioned a particular cereal. Yeah. Tomorrow, will you do that again? Or will you choose to have eggs, for example? 
Yeah, might be eggs, might be nothing. Pancakes, it could be, yeah. I had pancakes the other day. It's a different breakfast every day, isn't it? And as you say, it could be nothing. So tomorrow you could choose whether to wear a dress or go naked or wear, tra- tra- <laughs> you know, long trousers. Yeah. This is the thing. Why should why should our identities around what we wear, how we express ourselves physically, be limited because society or a certain set of rules imposed by other people say we should live like this? Yeah. Because you don't do that with your breakfast, do you? No, no. And it's like, I'm going to raise my voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's passion. It's called passion. Well, it's these, it's, it's gender expectations that I felt like was the damaging thing. Do, do you still feel as though that has, you've got pressure on you around that? Do you know what? It, it really depends where I am yeah. um, in terms of like my um, environment like social what social groups I'm in like obviously within the gay community it's like there's more freedom and not um adhering to like the society acceptable gender norms you know you're a bit I mean to queer it is to bend it right that's where queer comes from it's to challenge it so obviously you feel comfortable in the queer community doing that but um I also have a friend group where we play touch and hockey and sports and like I was afraid to wear shorts the other day because I don't shave my legs and I'm just like, oh, I feel like the boys sometimes look at me a bit strange and it's just like, there's a bit of discomfort there. But I think, I think even in these past few weeks, I've just, I think they don't care about it as much as I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of them do, but it's also just about owning who you are. And and we internalize so much of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as children, we internalize it because we have to fit in. Yeah. Otherwise, you're ostracized or you're punished yeah. even. And so I think for, for many of us, we carry that all our lives to a, you know, to one degree or another that we've still got to fit in. And what will they think? And it, it's, it's sad. It's really sad that yeah, we do yeah. this to ourselves. So um, why Mark Wahlberg? What was it about Mark? Mark Wahlberg. It's, it's strange that it's Mark Wahlberg because it could have been Batman or Goku off Dragon Ball Z. I think I chose him because he sort of encapsulates like uh, a cultural sort of version of masculinity and macho-ness that is sort of known to most people. I don't know, you look at him and you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, do you ever reference the, the very famous billboard of him where he's slightly, his, his head's cocked to one side, he's just in underwear and he's got the Calvin abs. Klein's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that picture, which I remember very well. Oh, yeah. Um there was still kind of a softness about that picture. So if you looked at, if you wanted to look at aggressive uh, masculinity or toxic masculinity, a man standing in his underwear would not be the image that would be presented because actually that's quite vulnerable. And, you know, he was waxed and plucked and quaffed. And so there was, to me in that image, there is a little bit of almost androgyny. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you pointed out, maybe there's a deeper reason why I picked him. I think... Yeah, I think I was watching the Calvin Klein ad and he was just very like, um, it was with, was it Kate, the, the model? I don't know if you the, remember. The one I can think he was on his own, but I think he did do. Oh, um, there was, there was a, there was a video and he was like, yeah, like fucking Calvin's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts out Calvin. He was just like really macho. And then he was like. Because he was a rapper This too, girl was circling him and he was like, yeah, that can come between me and my Calvin's. And it's like this whole relationship to, to woman as well. It was sort of like. Ah, that's I'm, I identify with that it, more so than the woman and the yeah, um, you know the sexual object of a of a woman, and that's how they're displayed in movies and a lot. Do you mind me asking your orientation? 
Uh, I'm gay. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd see yeah. yourself as lesbian as a lesbian. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, but but cisgender. So you would be cisgendered. A lesbian woman. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. biological female. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Okay. Of course. Um, um, so that, so it's interesting that the image of a man in underwear with abs. Yeah. Drew your attention. Yeah. But it, it, because it represented something to you. Yeah, it was it was was his relationship to the woman. It was like I don't want to. Sometimes I can't tell. I don't I don't know if I want to be with him or be him. You know, it's that weird like. So so in that uh, video, was he? Could you say that there was soft dominance of him over the woman? Was yeah. that the kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm not going to explore <laughs> your um, your particular turn-ons necessarily, it's but. Not- <laughs> But society is about power relationships and, and right. we often try and cover them up and manipulate around them. So maybe for you that, that imagery was such as you don't identify with the woman because traditionally women were subjected yeah. and yeah, oppressed. Uh, yeah, so yeah. maybe that's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. It's a bit like therapy, isn't it? Well, I I mean, mean, look, no, no, I'm making a show about gender and identity. I'm figuring out my identity as I go. I'll tell you. (laughs) I'm I'm a lot older than you and I'm still working out who the hell am I? Oh, my God, really? (laughs) How are your family and the people you knew when you were a child, how are they reacting to this, the the you and the you who is exploring all this stuff? Yeah. Oh, when I was... um, I think when I came out, my mum was just not all good about it. I was at a private Christian school and I remember the dean, she, she just said to me these words that stuck with me. That She was like, the homosexual lifestyle is a very hard life to live. And I sort of, <laughs> she said it to me like I sort of had a choice and I, oh, it stuck with me so much. And I, I think my mum felt the same. Um, but then I, I didn't have my first girlfriend until I was about 20, 20, 21. Um, and then... I think mum sort of came around a little bit, still didn't like it, came around a little bit. Um, I went overseas and then I've met um, my sec- my second ever partner. Um, we've been together for like a year now. Um, but mum, she's just come around, which is really lovely. Um, my dad is a bit of work, but I mean, we're, we're slowly building that relationship back up again, which is quite nice. Um, and, and my family... Yeah, they're they're all good about it. It was a bit of, I don't know, it was a bit of a hard ride growing up, but I think now it's it's a lot more normal yeah. and and it's been accepted a lot more within the culture, which is great. So my family have definitely come around. And the dean um said that to you about it being a hard a hard lifestyle. A hard lifestyle. Um has it been? Um Ooh, I have to think about that for a minute. No, <laughs> not look, not as hard as, um, oh, I shouldn't compare myself to other people. I just think there's other people out there that had a, probably had it a lot worse than me. I think I, I still sort of go to church. So I think there was a time two years ago when I was going to church and I, I guess that that's again within that community. I have to be like, oh, I'm, I'm gay, but I know Jesus. And I had to exp- keep having to explain myself to people. And it's just like, oh, I think I've had it hard in that sense, but, um, yeah, no, no. I, I've been through things in my life, but um, haven't had um, I- any really difficult experiences for being gay, apart from not being accepted by my parents, which some might say is probably quite difficult. So maybe I have had a difficult experience. I guess I'm at a point in my life where I just want to get on with it and sort of, I don't want to like be like, oh, I'm a victim of this, this and this. I just want to sort of 
live my life now. I've, I've, I've come to accept myself and my identity, and, and most people in my life have. That's brilliant. And if you look at the irony of what the dean said, the only difficulty comes because of other people's attitudes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think we've kind of dealt with a lot of stuff there today, Melody, and I wanted uh, to thank you for coming in and all the best with the show. Thank you so much. And uh, no doubt with your next work, we'll, we'll have another chat, I hope. Yeah, I'll be in contact. <laughs> I'm making a lot this year. That was Melody Rachel. Her show, I Want to Be Mark Warburg, opens on February 9th, 2021 at the Basement Theatre in Auckland. I'm Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening. Don't forget you can get more great content on my website, andrewwhiteside.com. And also you can sign up for my weekly, fortnightly or monthly newsletters uh, at andrewwhiteside.com forward slash sign dash up. See you soon.